It's Married with Channels podcast, a podcast where we look at TV shows, sometimes movies. My name is Moose. I'm Jody. I'm the husband. I'm the wife. And I'm the husband. Yeah, I got that. Hey, our 100th episode is coming up. you have any ideas for us, uh, tweet us at Mary W. Chance. Uh, yeah. Let sure. us know. I don't know. Yeah. You know any big celebrities to get on? Hey, hey let us know. Hey. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno, anybody? So this week, we're talking just about one of our favorite shows, which we haven't watched in a while. It's been, uh, its latest season has been out there, but we haven't been watching it. Uh, Better Call Saul, season yeah. six, the final season. Yes. Which is a little sad face, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, you can't go super long with that show. Sure. But, you know, six seems about right, I guess. Yeah. You always want more of a good thing. Sure. And boy, Better Call Saul is a good thing. It is good. Arguably better than Breaking Bad. And I, I, I know that might cause some problems with people, mm. but it is definitely up there. Sure. It is in the conversation. And by the way, I've never talked about this. I don't know if we've talked about this, but Better Call Saul theme song. That just never really... It, it, it kind of fits with the show, but it kind of doesn't fit. It kind of belies what the show has. Like, it's a pretty serious show, and it has some really dramatic moments. I know, but for me, it does fit because it kind of has this kind of lackadaisical vibe, like, whatever, I don't care. And it it kind of reflects, like, how Saul Goodman, like, he he's just not scared. He doesn't, like, take things super seriously it seems okay i see so, what you're saying there yeah. i get it i think though when they created the show that 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 theme was there from the beginning of better call saul yeah i think they created it with the mindset of saul goodman from breaking bad mm -hmm. where he's a little bit more kind of almost the comedic element of the show well he still kind of is here i don't like, think so i think he's what? very i think he's very much a serious character he he, he his methods are kind of you know, slippery, slidey. When he has to turn it on, though, like, you know, in the courtroom or in, in a conference room or whatever, he is that kind of buffoon, you know, <laughs> just kind of that big. I don't I don't see him as a buffoon, though. Not a buffoon. That's no, just kind of that. Um, uh, he He's just kind of out there and he's just kind of like boisterous and just kind of i don't yeah. know I, think, I don't care throw caution to the wind kind of thing yeah i get what you're saying yeah i think again it fits the character from breaking bad but this character jamie mcgill and as he's turned into saul goodman i think is not it doesn't really fit the hmm. theme song I, it just sounds like a theme song from like uh my name is earl type of show you know <laughs> like kind of a light-hearted rompy you know uh <laughs> single camera comedy show well if that's the worst thing you can find about this that's show it. then that's saying a lot <laughs> that's pretty much it though i mean to be honest with you and i was thinking jimmy mcgill like he's such a good lawyer yeah it's like but he's good but he needs to do these kind of shady things yeah on the side to sometimes get legitimate cases won yeah and you think like because the joke is he went to university of what uh samoa I can't recall right it's now. It's something like that. Yes. It's some like 
you know, definitely not a prestigious law program. Yeah. But you think like if he'd actually, and I'm sure his brother mentioned this early on in the show. Yeah. If he'd actually gone to like a real good law school. Yeah. Jimmy McGill would have been like the best lawyer ever. Well, I think he was on his way in in being a partner at the firm and stuff, wasn't he? I mean, even before he became an actual lawyer, like if he went to law school, mm. he would have been a partner within two, three years. Gotcha. But uh, he's still a great lawyer, but it's like, you know, he could have been just like the bee's knees and without, he wouldn't have to rely on his like shady backdoor wheelings and dealings that he does. Yeah, I think, you know, some people just can't help themselves with yeah. with running those, you know, shady things. <laughs> yeah, so looking at the, we've watched the first three episodes of season six of Better Call Saul. Mm -hmm. And they are, I forgot like how enthralling the show is. Mm -hmm. Like when the show ends, you're like, ah, damn it. You know, <laughs> like I don't want to wait for the next one. I forgot how much of a willing participant Kim Wexler is in kind of the con game. Like she, yeah. she kind of gets excited to fool people or trick people or manipulate them into whatever idea that they scheme up mm -hmm. together, you know? Yeah. And that's an interesting character arc for her. Yeah. Starting out, she was very much by the book. Yes. Playing it down the middle. Yeah. Following the rules. Um, and I think what changed for her was, um, that one, remember that one, I think it was season three. I'm just kind of guessing here. Sure. They went to a restaurant yes, somewhere, a bar, a bar with the tequila. Yeah. And they, yeah. they like kind of, um, scam this guy Yeah, they without actually scamming him. They just played him. Yeah. They just played him and got him to pay for like the $300 bottle of tequila or something. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I think since that, that scene, that episode, she's kind of gotten a taste for like what could happen, you know? Like, you don't need to play it safe. You don't need to follow all the rules. Rules can be bent, if not broken. And that's okay. <laughs> it's worked for Jimmy. He's gotten away with it for the most part. <laughs> so she's on board with that. And it's interesting to see, like, uh, and, and one, it was an episode, um, it was either three or two for this season. When they're at, they go to visit that, uh, that one comptroller guy who was running the tax thing with his wife who was not a fan of yes. Saul and Jimmy's trying to convince them like legitimately the right path. Yeah. Know, what they need to do because they want to take down Howard. Yeah. Kim's like, all right, enough. Yeah. She calls. I'm going to be the yeah. bad cop here. Good cop, bad cop. All she, done. Good cop. She literally calls in a favor. Yes. From one of her uh, tax uh, investigatory. IRS agents. IRS that she agents. Knows. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they're all of a sudden like convinced, well, okay, yeah, we'll help you now. Yeah, please don't do that. So it's interesting to see Kim Wexler be kind of, I don't want to say the bad guy, but kind of the shark. It's great because like she obviously did her homework, speaking of that situation, like she did her homework. She knew exactly what kind of scheme they were currently running so she yeah. could use that as leverage. So it's interesting to watch those two work together and always kind of be thinking five steps ahead. Like you know, if we do this, then they're going to do this. Like they, they know what they're kind of up against in a predictable way 
or mm-hmm. or do they? Maybe that's where the trouble comes in is maybe it won't go according to their plan, but it's interesting to watch those two work together. Yeah. It's uh it, it was it's not even a yin and yang relationship anymore. It's yin and yin. Yeah. I think. Whereas in the beginning it might have been yin and yang. Yeah. Where Saul slash Jimmy would propose some kind of slippery uh, deal mm-hmm. and Kim would be like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. You should try this, which is more legit legal. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe it'll piss a couple people off, but blah, blah, blah. Sure. So, yeah, but, but interesting. it's interesting. Yeah. How that relationship has moved on. Well, they're like a power couple now. Yeah. <laughs> no, they totally are in the, in the shady lawyer world, I guess. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we've had some storyline with uh, Nacho and uh, Lola, Lolo, Salamanca. Lalo. Lalo Salamanca. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, he knew back in season five when that whole like hit squad was coming into the compound that it probably wouldn't work out. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. And flash to this season, episode one, I believe. How do you say his name? Lalo? Lalo. Lalo. Uh, goes to a house, a neighbor's house, to rest and get a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And they talked about the dental work. Mm-hmm. And then he, the bearded guy, he says, uh, you look better with a mustache and a soul oh, patch. Oh, I didn't put all that together, what was happening there. I didn't either. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> so, so they show him grabbing the, the one scissor half. Yes. And then he goes to the bathroom and he's in the mirror looking at the guy shaving into his... Yeah. Essentially looking like Lalo. Yes. And uh, it wasn't until later after we watched it, I was like, oh, he killed him. Uh-huh. Used well, his body, burnt it. Yeah. So and the denture, the dental work to match his dentist. Yeah. His dental. Yes. X-rays, whatever. Yeah. So that people would think that Lalo was actually killed in yeah. that hit attack. That's, that. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just put all that together. I knew he killed those people. Yeah. But I was like, well, how how did he get away with maybe corruption? Like he bribed the right people to say the dental records matched or something like that. No. He, now I get it. Oh, wow. He was playing the long game with the this couple yeah. all along. You know, oh, my husband has bad dental stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll pay for it. Let right? me pay for his dental work. Here, here's some good dent- dental, dental it, x-rays to go by. Yeah. Which I don't know. Can you do that? Well, I Can mean, you have your teeth made to look like somebody else's teeth? I mean, maybe with a dentist that's on the cartel's payroll. Yeah, I guess I so. Mean, have the dentist like take all the teeth out and yeah. put the ones that match yours in his mouth. Okay. Yeah, just have a pair of dentures made or implants made that look like Lalo's or are exact replicas of. So, so yeah. he's a he's a bad mother. Shut your mouth, and he's out looking for uh. Going after Gus Fring, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and uh, we come back to Nacho, who's on the run. I mean, I love the scene where he is, and this is episode three, I think, maybe two, Mm. three, because I just got the audio from it, which I'll play here in a second, where he's hiding out. He hides out in an abandoned oil tanker. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I was thinking, like, how did they do that? You know? Yeah. It must have been like melted chocolate or some sort of. Because you got to have it look like oil. Yeah. It's got to be viscous. The viscosity's got to be right. Yeah. And it's got to be safe. Right. But yeah, he hid in this spilled up just enough oil. Can you imagine like being that Uh, 
on the run for your life that, that you desperate will, that you would climb into something a pool of that and and the thing is like when you climb into that pool of oil you i don't you're kind of guessing when it's clear that's what i was thinking when he like got him like emerged out after they had left i'm like how does he know they're even really gone you can't see well, you the, can't open your eyes the sound you can still hear the sound like that's a very reverberant yeah. echoey empty oil tanker sure you're gonna hear every footstep sure so i guess if you you're listening for that ladder type footstep yeah i guess and you're still gonna take a chance though like what yeah. if what if you popped up thinking he's gone and the guy's like just halfway up the steps and like oh what's yeah. that and yeah then you, you just climb that oil for nothing yeah and you're coughing and barfing and yeah. yeah but that was interesting and then he's on the run and uh finally finds his way back to uh uh, Gus Fring and them after finding out that Fring was just going to kind of kill him. Mm -hmm. And uh, they work out a deal where essentially Nacho's father will be safe. Mm -hmm. Nacho will have to sacrifice himself. Yes. And help me out here. Was he supposed to kill the other cartel guy? So I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what their plan was. I wasn't real clear on that either. I know... It didn't go according to their plan because Nacho yeah. kind of took control there. But I don't really, that wasn't real clear to me what was supposed to happen there. Yeah, no, I think he was supposed to take out, um, I remember them saying he was going to say Alvarez yeah. and, and the Peruvian squad. Yeah. Uh, I guess Alvarez is somebody in Peru. Maybe a rival cartel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of a scapegoat and then he was supposed to run yes he was supposed to run and then he was going to get shot yes but instead he uh and i'll play the audio here it didn't quite go down the way they thought it would with hector salamanca there and the two twins um here is that scene where nacho's essentially telling them all to go fuck themselves alvarez has been paying me for years years but you know what I would have done it for free because I hate every last one of you psycho sacks of shit. I opened Lalo's gate and I would do it again and I'm glad what they did to him. He's a soulless pig and I wish I killed him with my own hands. And you know what else, Hector? I put you in that chair. Oh yeah, your heart meds. I switched them for sugar pills. <laughs> You were dead and buried, and I had to watch this asshole bring you back. So when you are sitting in your shitty nursing home, and you're sucking down on your jello night after night for the rest of your life, you think of me, <laughs> you twisted fuck. I love that last dig he throws yeah. at Hector Salamanca saying, I, f I switch your heart pills with sugar pills. Yeah. You piece of shit. Like, that's what you do when you're, you know you're going to die. Right. And you want to just fucking burn everything behind you. <laughs> and lo and behold, he did. So he pulled out a piece of glass that he'd sm held in his hand. And I can't remember the cartel guy's name. Stabbed uh, him in the leg to kind of, yeah. you know, take him by surprise. Grabbed his gun. Held him in a, like a hostage situation with the gun at his head. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and then they cut to Mike yes. Hermitrout, who's in a sniper position. Yes. Prone position uh, a few hundred yards away. And Mike says, do it. Mm -hmm. And so that seems to be he was supposed to shoot the cartel guy. I don't think that was the plan. I think he was supposed to run. Yeah. And then Mike was going to take him out. No, because Mike was there as backup in case because he said this thing could go sideways. 
um, a few different ways. So I need to be there. Hmm. That wasn't Mike taking him out. Wasn't part of the plan. It's like, okay. a, in case shit hit the fan. Okay. Well, I don't know what then what the original plan was. Cause I thought it was, you're going to run. I'll make it clean and quick and easy. Like he was going to still put him down. Well, they can't do that because if, Mike, if the plan was for Mike to kill him from the sniper position. Yeah, it would have given him away. It would have given up the whole thing. Sure. I don't know. I think he's supposed to kill the cartel guy. Oh, okay. But he ended up shooting himself in the head. Yeah. So. Interesting. Interesting ride for Nacho. Yeah. Kind of sad to see it him go. sad. But kind of though, because he was kind of a bad guy. Like, he I remember ended some up moments, being a bad guy, I think. I mean, look, ultimately he's a bad guy because he works for the drug cartel. Sure. But, but you kind of rooted for him, though. You, you a absolutely bit. did. Like, yeah. There was definitely sympathies there, yeah. and, and, and you were kind of pulling for him at times. Mm. There's humanity in that character, but he was, you know, he did some bad things. I remember him killing a couple people. Absolutely. I mean, you're doing the business of yeah. cartel and drug dealing, and, you know, there, there's some bad deeds that go down there. And yeah, I thought the phone call to his father when he was running and scared that was yeah. just so sad and heartbreaking a you little know? bit yeah yeah i thought that would have touched me more yeah me personally but sure it it was sad but it didn't move me to tears sure but yeah that was essentially him saying goodbye yeah to his dad yeah but nacho's gone and um we'll uh we'll keep watching better call saul season six i also kind of felt bad for Mike, because I think Mike kind of liked Nacho like his own mm-hmm. son, you know, he kind of, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, he it, stood up for him. He pushed yeah. for him. When Gus Fring essentially made it clear yeah. that Nacho, they're going to kill Nacho, yeah. Trout was like, no, you can't That's do that. That's not going to happen. He needs your respect. Yeah. And he's like, he has my respect. Yeah. And he's like, and Trout's still like, you can't kill him. Yeah. After what he did for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I feel bad for Mike and that that relationship is severed too because yeah. mike lost his own son so yeah maybe, maybe maybe nacho filled a little bit of that for him i don't know in some weird work uh, way <laughs> yeah in some weird we're both bad people yeah work way yeah maybe anyway yeah but, but better call saul season six it's good it is good i'm still not clear i know the idea is to take howard down but i'm still not clear on Kim and Jimmy's plan to do so. Like when they talk about it, you know, like it's gotta be something good, to, but not too good. So he won't want to take the case. I'm kind of like, why are, what are they building to here? I, you know, and I, we probably should have read up some recap on the previous few episodes. Yeah. It has something to do with Sandpiper. Yeah. That nursing home. Yes. Corporation, whatever. Yeah. I think Howard and the firm might have stolen the Sandpiper deal out from under them. Oh. And. Yeah, that's, I think you're right. And I think they're, they're playing some like elaborate long game plan to fuck over Howard. Okay. So that I guess Sandpiper drops the firm. Uh Uh-huh. And I think. Or it gets settled and they, and they win or something something like that. that. Yeah, Yeah. Because. Yeah. Yeah, because Jimmy was representing the a few residents yes. back in the day. Yes. So maybe he I think they got some class action thing going. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, but, that's right. 
I think you're correct on that. So it's not just to take down Howard personally. It's no. to take down Howard and still salvage Sandpiper Settlement for those people. I think they're all connected. I think if sure. they take Howard down, that will benefit them with the Sandpiper okay. situation. Gotcha. That is what I'm thinking. Gotcha. We'll see. We're on episode, we're going to start episode four. And uh, I think there's eight have aired so far. So we're almost there. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Aren't you? Aren't you excited? Yeah, actually I am. This is one of the better shows that I enjoy. So it's, Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us on this Married With Channels podcast. Better Call Saul. Go check it out. If you are listening to us on a podcast player, they have a review function. You can comment and make reviews on your favorite playing device. And give app. stars. Give us some stars. Throw them shiny things at us. <laughs> big balls of burning gases. And I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, give us the reviews. Be good about that. Share. Tell your friends. Yes. And until next time, I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.